episode 61 of Board Games with Variant Hex is all about our ninth installment of the Board Game Geek Gen Con 2022 preview list. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, Adam and I talk about games from R&R Games, Randolph, Rather Dashing Games, Rebel Studio, Red Raven Games, Redshift Games, Renegade Game Studios, Resonim, and Rio Grande Games. Links for all the games we mention are in the episode description. We'll have one episode after this one for the end of the list, then a wrap-up recap with the whole Variant Hex gang. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to myself and Adam talking about the Board Game Geek Gen Con 2022 preview. Right now, we are getting back into it with R&R Games. You know what I think about that, Kelly? Hmm. Bug off. Yeah. (laughs) Gather bugs and get points. And you know, like, these little summaries are nice and it's fun when they're in the theming of the game. And I like to kind of, even though all we're ever doing is getting points, I like to kind of get into the theme of the game. But if every one of them said, like, get points, it would be completely accurate. And I'd still be like, yeah, I think I will. I think I will get points. I, I don't I don't like the title because I think you're collecting bugs, right? And bug off seems like a shooing away of bugs, right? But maybe it's like a showdown, like a standoff, like a oh, bug off. A, a bug off. You know what? Didn't even consider some sort of a Western yeah. bug duel. Right. Okay. <laughs> I I will I think also that at first glance you think of it as substituting for some sort of expletive. Right. Like, hey buddy. Bug off. Right. We, right. Wanna, we, wanna, you, we made this game for children. We've got to keep it that way. Yeah. And they're cute little um, pictures. They're very color oriented. And I'm wondering if that's part of it. Like there's a ladybug, there's a bumblebee, a caterpillar, a butterfly, a spider kind of guy, and then a little slug about to be captured in a net. And each one of those is like distinctly and almost totally a color, like orange, purple, blue, green. Yes. Um, it says eight plus, but it looks like it looks younger than that. Oh, yes. Yeah, it looks like if you told me three plus, I would say, of course, yes. These will be the first cards they ever hold. Yeah, I guess. And I don't know. I haven't played the game. Maybe it's like fun colors and then some sort of war treaty in the second half of the game. Oh. That's where the plus comes in. <laughs> so. Some sort of complicated mathematics. Right. It looks like you draw a card and play a card. So, well, that's Candyland, right? What's Candyland's? What's uh, age? Oh, the age for it? it's gotta be lower. It's gotta be lower than three to six. Plus. Yeah, three to six on Candyland. Yeah. So now you're earning points for every bug you collect. So I wonder if it's if it has any like set collection to it. It says it's push your luck, but if you're trying to do like the set collecting and the points, maybe that's where some of the eight plus the more advanced children come in right we're probably not going to buy this one so if r&r no. will send us this game i will play it and find out oh that's probably the only way we've not tried to monetize can't be bothered or even collect like sponsorships or preview copies of games but i think it is somewhat ridiculous how many things we would play if someone just sent it Oh, absolutely. So if what you're having is a problem with anyone wanting to play your game, I think we can solve that problem. Dom Pierre could not be more different than Bug Off. Correct. So it's a champagne game. Because that's like a famous champagne, or is that not true? Is that Dom Perignon? Is that the same thing? I, I have no idea. I very well could have said it wrong. I don't... 
I drink sometimes, but like not like in a way that I would know about different champagnes. Champagne, Illinois. Okay, I would know more about yeah. than champagne you drink. Yeah, but this is so... plant, harvest, produce, sell, distribute your best champagne all over the world. I don't even know what you're planting to make champagne. Is well, what it's I've learned. Be grapes, right? Isn't it just wine? Isn't it just like a specific oh, type of wine? I mean. I mean, that makes sense, Maybe I guess. we have a lot of learning to do when we should get this game. Right. It's uh, action points, contracts, economic, farming. Uh, $60, two to four players. That last game was $15, by the way. It was, it was super cheap. This one, it looks like, I, I'm trying to remember if this was a Kickstarter game. Yes, it was. It sounded a little familiar to me. It looks like classic Euro nonsense. You got boards, you got meeple tokens, you got... Other boards besides your main board, tokens everywhere. Like it's it seems what oil you think paintings it is. of people performing tasks on the cover. Like yeah, yeah. I uh, it looks like it doesn't not look like viticulture. Right. Yeah. There was definitely a, a meeting of like how close is this, can we this make isn't the same, like is it? Right. right. This isn't the same. No, no, no. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. Okay. No. <laughs> I think we should keep making it. Yes. So looks good. I don't know more about, I don't know if that alone, same thing when I saw the Kickstarter, like, I don't know if this alone is really swaying me into, into getting it. I think if you were the classy type having champagne and then playing a champagne game seems like a top notch evening. Ooh. Top notch evening. I'm actually kind of excited with this game, Kelly. Okay. Because I don't really like viticulture. Oh. And if they can do something different with this, I like the okay. concept. Okay, okay. So. It says this is taking place in the 18th century. And I think it is, like, historically accurate, uh, the setting and kind of, like, the means by which you're getting this done. Oh, nice. Okay. Right. To promote product, houses hired sales agents to take samples to royal courts of Europe. Oh, it's very classy. Very, yeah. I don't, I'll have to go rent a tuxedo. I yeah, guess, yeah, it, it might so. feel fitting, might feel fitting. And the last one from R&R Games, Ferret Out. Again, we're back to more of the bug off sort of vibe here. Now this is 12 plus though. It's three to seven players and it's $30. So in that sense, it is hitting the middle ground, I guess, between bug off and Dom Pierre. Yeah, it's definitely a whatever you are, we got a game for you. Yeah. Take take any of these yeah. levels here. It says the description, ferrets have gathered, but a weasel is lurking about. Figure out yeah. who it is. I'm going to say this. It could literally be just holding up pictures of ferrets and weasels, and I don't know that I'm winning that game. <laughs> I don't know that I know that enough of the difference between a ferret and a weasel. Oh, no one knows who you are, including you, says the cover of the box. And my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah, it looks cute. There's not a lot of pictures of this one to see more of what the gameplay might be like. It says it was released. Oh, wait, no. It's going to be released in July. So it's not quite out yet. Deduction and party game. It seems like it can't be too heavy of a deduction game here, you know? I wouldn't think so, but I guess Werewolves is pretty intense. And it's like kind of a silly cover of like... A shadow. I don't know. Yeah, but these these ferrets are making faces here. And it looks like you write down a word. It doesn't look dissimilar to uh, just one, like that you have a little card. You get to write down a word on your little card. But Oh, yeah, it's the same game we played. Yeah. In all these other games. It's just guess the word and somebody doesn't know the word. 
it's that it's same some, game. It's something like that. It's oh. something like that. Okay. And I'm not, oh, yeah, there's, there's one person that has commented on May 11th, I need this game. So I hope they're coming to Gen Con. They're going to be, like, so excited. I, I can't imagine what they've seen there that, that warrants that response. Yeah, good for them. Maybe they love ferrets. I, I shouldn't. Finally, a ferret game. Right, right. Draw the time. Cats, dogs, yeah. and farming. I'm tired Never of a ferret. Never. Two different wine games, you know, like right. and Dompier. Another wine game. Kidding? Oh. Champagne this time? When am I going to get ferrets? <laughs> so, moving on to Randolph. It doesn't say Randolph Games. Randolph, the publisher. Never heard of them, personally. And they have one game. It looks like they're somehow um, related to Hachette Board Games, which we talked about in a previous episode. And the game they're bringing is called Oh Really? So 2020, well, it says 2020, but I think the English edition must be uh, 2022 because it's showing the release date is going to be in August. Prove to your friends you know them the best. Or lose your friends when you can't prove to them. You well, know the there's that. Or it's just it's opportunity for your friendship to deepen, right? That is that is true. The subtext right? is I thought if, when you look over at them, you're like, do you you like racing movies, right? No? Okay. I don't know. So. It's like you are you're Mark, right? Oh. Oh, that explains <laughs> that explains so much. Oh, you just look, look just like him. Uh, it says the subtitle on the front of the box is, I thought I knew you better than that, which implies that like, and the question, it implies that you're, it's not going to be things that you know about your friends. Mm, okay. Yeah. Like I think, oh, but you know what? On the back of the box, it, it looks like there's, there's subject cards or topics that are laid out and then you're guessing people's order of their preference of those things. And I'll say one of the things on the back of the box is the Spice Girls. Uh-oh. And honestly, I think that you could probably get the order of my preference on what's on the back of this box. But we've known each other for a long time. A long time. Yeah. A few decades. Yeah. Oh, God. It's adding so. up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. I guess known. Yeah. It'd be hard not to. We've known each other longer than we've really truly been friends. Yeah. Right. But still, you know. I feel like it's one that there's not going to be an oh really it's going to be like yes in fact when we play it it's it's not going to be kind of a question mark but it'd be a cute thing i, I think so i think aaron in the mix though would be some oh really oh yeah i he's he's a big old question mark often yeah i don't know how he feels about the spice girls versus esoteric people or hot sauce I don't know what esoteric people is well it'll but... take some googling and then we'll we'll learn that as well Right. Um, so, yeah, each round you guess the preferences of the player of honor, they call it, on five random topics. The better your guesses are, the more points you earn. And it does, it, it says you're guessing, not knowing. But, yeah, I think I think you could uh, think you could nail that. Oh, yeah, step three is reveal your choices. Say, oh, really? Or not. Yeah. You know what? That is a perfectly agreeable icebreaker, work things with people you don't really know. I mean, maybe for work, you don't want one night stands in there, but a curated list of these for a group of people you totally don't know is a fun enough way to get to know people. Oh, agreed. And this one does seem fine in those rankings. Um, I don't know how many other one stand, one night stand related cards there are, but in general, it seems to be pretty just nouns you might have run into in your life. Um, Yeah. Because even if you're wrong, it's pretty low stakes. Again, 
minus the one night stand card. It really is doing a lot of concern lifting there. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's age 16 plus, And I think you could probably, there's nothing inherently salacious about the concept of this game. I think there's no reason you couldn't just edit these cards and play it with like children. Oh, for sure. They're not going to maybe know who the Spice Girls are, which is a different thing. But yeah, I, I think that they didn't need to do the 16 plus here. And uh, you can probably ignore that with a quick, uh, just a quick sort of the cards. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That looks pretty good. $20. I mean, I, all they had to do was make some cards. Like, you know, it wasn't like a big lift. Uh, I think $20 is a good price for that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's a good one, one bill commitment. Here, take this one yeah. piece of yeah. cotton with a president's face on it. I, of all the things I thought you were going to say. Oh. I'm going to move on to rather dashing games. And the first one looks nothing like a board game. It looks like perhaps a DVD or a, a book. It's Coyote Peterson's Wild Adventure. It does look like a manual for survival in the outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a, a TV show on a network you have not heard of. Right. Yeah. Discovery Challenge or something like that. You're like, okay, I guess yes. there's now a challenge channel. Yes, you build your own wild adventure, now that's capitalized, learning about Earth's biomes and its animals. It's hand management, set collection, okay. and uh, animals card game. So it didn't, that part doesn't sound bad, but the cover, because like you don't get a lot of covers that are just a photograph of a no, person. You don't, no. So it's, it feels weirder than it really is. Like that's not, that shouldn't be that strange. And there's no other pictures of the game. So this is, I mean... Who knows what's going on here? It's just cards, I think, right? He's going to explore six different biomes and learn about the animals that inhabit them in this fun, fast, and strategic game. Okay. You secretly lay down animals from different biomes, but the values are changing. You use his signature hat and backpack. So this is like, he must have a show. Maybe he has a show called Wild Adventure. I would hope so. I would also think if you're naming your kid Coyote Peterson, you're setting them on a certain trajectory in life. Yeah, it's hard to say if that's a nickname or a plan. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, their other game from Rather Dashing is Wild Kratz Endangered Wildlife Game. So they're going in on a theme, it would seem, this year. And that's building habitats for endangered animals in this tile-laying game. So they are concerned about the animals and they want you to be concerned, but in a fun gameplay kind of way. Yeah, definitely the CEO of Rather Dashing Games... Leading into 2022 is like, what are we doing next year? We're going wild. And some people took it too literally. Right. It's like, well, we can only do wild yeah. games now. So Yeah. That last Coyote Peterson's game is eight plus and it's $25. This Wild Kratz is five, ages five plus, and it's $25. Both of them are two to four. But the Wild Kratz is area majority and influence, tile placement, animals, and environmental are the tags. Area majority influence for five and up seems kind of like a lot yep sure does but you know that's fine that's fine is it also just like oh i have three cherries in my bucket and you have two cherries in your bucket i have the majority no, it, it it looks like a grid it does in fact look like a grid of cards where there's like matching animal pictures so on the back of the box there's a pretty big area with eagles and then like a token on it that makes me think like a regular area majority game like i put my token on this all these eagles these oh. eagles are mine now I say, why not? Includes a bonus poster featuring animal wow facts. 
So a steal is what we're saying. Yeah, for 25, because Wild Kratts is an IP, right? Also, it's like a... It's gotta be. There's two cartoon guys on the front. If it's not, that's a bold choice to like make these cartoon guys and then name the game after it when it means nothing to anyone. I think it is. I think it's a cartoon or something. Yeah. So they've gone with wild IPs. Okay. I support it. I like a theme yeah. to a publisher. <laughs> they are dashing off to save. <laughs> I love it. Now, Rebel Studio has three games they're bringing, and one of them is expansion, but they all look pretty good to me. The first one is Chronicles of Avel. Yeah, that's what, what I was going to say. With. Yeah. A V E L. It's one to four players. I love a solo option. Uh, 60 to 90 minutes doesn't have a price on it doesn't have an msrp but it's eight plus and it's cooperative dice rolling does say it's a children's game but it looks great you team up and fight together to save the magical land of avel looks like great components on this you've got heart tokens that slot into a uh, double layered like player card it looks like you can also have figures like a wooden figure i don't know what it looks like Mm -hmm. oh you're holding a sword Mm -hmm. it's a person with a sword some good dice with specific sword and shield related icons on there so i do like that Mm -hmm. little castle figures yeah it looks very good it's very visually appealing it looks good yeah the art is lovely that looks like they've created a whole world here that i would be happy to spend time in and the dual layer boards it looks like you get to draw maybe your own adventurer kind of person and then slide that into mm, the board. That is cool. And that's precious. Or maybe it's like a puzzle piece frame so the piece fits on top of it. Like, that's pretty adorable. You have like a little backpack spot. So I'm guessing it's like things you put in your backpack. So this is kind of like, you know, Stuffed Fables was really meant to be for children. But we did play a couple games of Stuffed Fables and it was lovely. And I think this is more like that yes it is for kids and it's very approachable maybe in that sense of the theming and the art for it but it looks like just a well-done game okay yeah no it looks great i agree and there there's one comment i see on the bgg website it just says chronicles of avel that was the comment 27 likes i don't know what's happening huh that seems i don't know either okay i don't know either Next, I, I, I've got nothing to do with that. Next up is maybe it's just that someone downstream. announced. It. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No. Over. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Yes, Meadow Downstream is an expansion for Meadow. People like Meadow. I believe it was nominated for some awards. Yeah, Golden Geek. It was nominated for a couple of those. Looks like a good game. That was released last year in 2021. I kind of think. I'm trying to think. Did I see it at Gen Con last year? Maybe. And so now we have the Downstream expansion for that. Okay, um, there are potentially some new animals, more animals. I don't know what was in the original one to honestly say. There's some 3D, um, like, is it a kayak or some sort of... Uh... It looks like you go kayaking down the river and compete with others on the new fields of exploration. There's aquatic environments now. Looks pretty solid. I like it. You know, there's like a little sea otter on the front. It's very, it's a very relaxing storybook kind of vibe. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no, um, well, there's not too many images of this. It looks like there are some people that took pictures maybe at a different convention where it was being shown off. But yeah, looks looks nice. And we haven't played Original Meadow. Again, it doesn't show that they're bringing that one, but 
you would kind of expect for things where you're bringing an expansion that they would have the base game available. Oh, I would hope so. Uh, but it's, yeah, action retrieval, hand management. Of course, it's the expansion for the base game. And again, animal themed. Solid, 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 solid. Four out of four. Yeah, check, check, check. And so the last one from Rebel Studio is San Francisco. It says English edition, which I always wonder, like, was it already released then? We'll have to see if we can find that out. Uh, it has connections, in-game bonuses, city building, and trains. Classic board game stuff. Yep. You'll design districts and develop a system of cable car connections for San Francisco. Yeah, I'd like to do that, please. And that's what you're doing. I mean, those are the images. There are icons. There are buildings. The buildings are kind of cool. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks pretty involved. What was the time on this one? 45 to 60. It's not bad. So probably longer than that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it looks yeah. pretty intense to navigate a whole city, but it looks fun, though. It's not very bright compared to the last couple we've seen on this. No, and it says that it's taking place in the first half of the last century. So I think it's like in the 1900s. And I don't know. Oh, if things so- were more dim and dingy then. That <laughs> I remember how muted it was. That's right. Right, yeah. And then you're also like an urban planner, so I don't know if it's meant to be kind of a blueprinty sort of thing, you know? Like you're making these sketches. Oh, that's probably Instead true. of it being like, you know, pictures of the town itself. But yeah, it has little 3D, are they 3D cardboard buildings? Like, I think that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. I like the buildings. Yeah, and they have little uh, bus tokens, or they're probably trolley car tokens. And looks like you're setting out a grid of cards, perhaps. I see no rice on here. Um, no. But maybe that's in the expansion. Yeah, you'll have to bring your own treats. Right. Yeah. So. No, this looks this looks fine enough. I I have no grievance. Right. I would like to know a price on it because I don't see an MSRP listed. No, I don't either. And that could um, that so... could be a little make or break if it was too if it was a little too high for what I'm seeing. I might think, oh, I'll wait till I hear a little more about it before just buying it. Well, what's that number? Not knowing the price. Do you, do you have a line? Oh, let's see. Now, it's Reiner Knizia. Okay. And I don't know how much we might pay for his name as he is very popular designer. Sure. What would... If it was... It's not 20. I'd be thrilled. Oh. I yeah. think that it's probably 40. And that would be fine. If it was 45, I would say for... What what else is happening here that I don't... 45 or higher. Right. 40, I think I'd be like, yes, that seems about right. Because it's, it's not filled with like a ton of components. It looks like it's mostly cards and tokens. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look like the box itself is very big. Yeah, it's rec- it's a rectangular box. So yeah. like it's taller than it is wide. I think it might be which like... Which I think is a lower price. It has to be that full square to get to 50 usually. Right. I think it's kind of a Istanbul size box, if I was guessing. Yeah, I think that seems right. 40, 45 in that range. Could be a little smaller than that. the top end. Yeah. So if it was like 50, 60, I would be uh, just a little more hesitant. I'd have to know a little more about how it it actually played. That wraps up Rebel Studio onto the one game from Red Raven Games. And uh, Ryan Lockett runs Red Raven Games. He's a designer, I'm going to say, on all of it. Last Gen Con, I happened to buy things directly from him. Had no idea at all. Oh, that's fun. The game that they're bringing this time is Nightfall, 
one to six players. But K and I G H T fall. Don't yes. be confused. Yes. Knight with, with a sword. But it does look like it could be night nightfall. It's also nightfall. Yes. In nightfall. <laughs> yes. Correct. Um, knights and demons battle in an ancient abbey. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a good fight 'em up fantasy game. Their cards give me no clue what's actually happening, but like if my Earth Knight did a seismic slam, when myself or a slag golem damages a close enemy, you may move them one. So yeah. keep that in mind. Yeah, there's grid movement, it says, and uh, multi-use cards, fantasy, medieval, uh, one to six players. And I think that's, we don't see a picture of the grid for this grid movement. So I don't have a sense of like how big or how varied it might be. I don't know if this is it looks like there's a story campaign by Ryan Lockett, but the game itself is by someone else, T. Alex Davis. Oh. And then the illustrations are Ryan Lockett. So he just did Sleeping Gods, Now or Never, Above and Below, all of the other Red Raven games, but also Andrew Bosley, who did Everdell, as well as a bunch of other super charming and lovely things. For the art alone, it, it is all in a style, but more mm-hmm. great art in that style. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I didn't realize they were doing all that drawing. Good for them. They're, oh, so much of it. So much of it. That's all from them. Moving on to Redshift Games, Tacopocalypse. Go on. Tacopocalypse. You're building mutant combo plates in a nuclear world of taco trucks. So it feels a bit like there was a hat that had all sorts of game concepts in them. (laughs) And they pulled out mutant and nuclear and taco. And then we're like, welp. We all agreed we would do what came out of the hat. And here we are, three to six players, 20 to 30 minutes, $12. It's a closed drafting, push your luck card game. And I wish, like, I want to dislike that more because it sounds so ridiculous. But how how bad could it be? Right. I don't love the name because it's not like a perfect pun. On the back, it says Chalupa Cabra. And that I like much better. I wish that was the name of the game. I can't imagine that there won't be more of that inside this box. And I'm looking forward to all of that. Yeah. That's what I want out of these silly games is just puns. And Taco Apocalypse, it's fun to say, but it's not, I don't know, Chalupa Cabra I like a little better. It'd be good on a shirt. It'd be good on a shirt. And I would go to a taco truck called Taco Apocalypse. Oh, yeah. I'd go three, I'd go three to nine times in one day. And that'd be the problem. <laughs> Is then I have to move away from where Taco Apocalypse food truck is. Yeah, and then it, if the truck's on the move, well, now you're a nomad. They're following me because it's financial sensibility to follow yeah. me. And then all of a sudden, my <laughs> life's ruined. Okay, that's where the apocalypse part comes in. Oh, that took a turn. <laughs> yeah. So it's just cards in the box, and they have uh, like a picture of the rules on uh, Board Game Geek. There's 78 food deck cards. There's 32 condiment cards. There's three matching food cards. Does it feel like enough? No. And then there's two combo plate examples, four different food carts. You know what? That has to be just showing us examples. I think that I've mixed that up. Let's go with there's a food deck of 78 cards and a condiment deck of 32 cards. Can you see the image of the back of the box? Yeah. Does that barcode look gigantic? I think the box box is very small. It's just cards inside. Oh. Just 110 cards inside. And it's only $12. So you're buying like... Two decks of playing cards. Well, that's fair. It seems like, why would we not be buying this? I know. Like, I don't have 20 minutes and $12 to spend on a taco apocalypse. So, there you go. Uh, they also have unicorn stew. And I think, I I can't get both. But it's only $15. It's three to six players. 
and players serve up meals. The team was hungry, coming up with the games, of mythological proportions. Oh, no, mythological portions to a fickle, famished monarch. Okay, uh, there's Elf Fondue, Pixie Dust, Spit Roasted Phoenix. Not a lot of puns. Like, they're clearly doing a thing of, like, mythological creatures that are being food. Yeah, I think the fun is meant to be in the drawings. I don't find them fun, personally. I find them two scoops of fun. But I have a... Uh, like not a full Sunday of fun. Not a full ice cream Sunday no, of fun. Just gosh, two no, scoops. No, I mean, really five scoops is the minimum probably for me to consider it even fun. So. Right. So we're just like, we got two scoops, maybe even in just a bowl because we're on the go. Right. Okay. So it's almost more of like a hassle. Like, oh, I've got these two scoops in here. This isn't really fun. I have to deal with them now. Right. Right. It's a matching simultaneous action selection card game. If looking at the two covers, I would have said none of these, like neither of these are going to win me over. But Taco Apocalypse kind of did, and Unicorns too. Like, I want no part of it. No. No. I agree. All right. It's, it feels, I don't know. Yeah. Next game. Go figure. So that is all from Redshift Games. We're moving on to Renegade Game Studios. Now, I've not played Crusaders before. This is the English second edition. Crusaders Thy Will Be Done. They have it listed twice, but I think that's just an error. I think it's the exact same game. Um, it's $60, two to four players, 40 to 60 minute playtime, age 14 plus, and you convert the locals, build churches and banks to spread the influence of your order. Grid movement, hexagon grid, medieval are the tags on this one. I see two different MSRPs for the same game on there. Oh, you're also, which right. Is a oh, so there's a deluxe edition and a regular edition. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah, there it but is. But weird that it's like, two completely different uh like listings on no they go to the same listing on board game geek okay yeah i don't I, like this isn't a new game don't know much about it i don't like just looking at it i'm not excited you, it looks like you have your own um individual player boards there's a map of i'm gonna say yeah europe i was looking at it upside down like seems kind of europey it's europe and uh wooden tokens uh some also it looks like maybe the deluxe might come with metal money slash coins. Possibly. Yeah, those metal influence tokens there. Yeah, yeah. possibly. And lots of little plastic buildings that may also be part of a deluxe edition. So you're going, it seems like you're going around a map doing exactly what the description said. It seems big, which I like for a map game. I don't oh, like a yeah, small that it's, map game. Yeah, if you're going to do it, go ahead and do it. Whatever this is, it seems like they're doing it well. Yeah. And I don't know why. If you're already in for 60 on the regular, and you even think you'll like it, why not go for the, the deluxe, right? Well, maybe you want to save that $30 for Crusaders Thy Will Be Done Divine Influence Expansion and then use the other $10 on lunch. Mm. Maybe that's why. Well, that's that's why you have more games than me. <laughs> Now it says You're doing that kind of thinking, aren't you? It says uh, area movement, which I can't imagine is, that's too different than grid movement, but who knows? Mancala, and then expansion for the base game, still medieval. So it looks like this adds some kind of Mancala mechanism to the uh, to the base game. Okay. Do you think you say it every time when you play the game? Like, would you like to play Crusaders? Thy will be done. Or do you say Crusaders? If you're having fun, I think you say the whole thing. <laughs> that's true. And it looks like and the genuflect with your sword. Yeah. 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 Like the like the cover. Yeah. Like the cover. Yeah. The divine influence box looks slim, but about as big as the main box. It doesn't expand the player count. 
of the game, though. So it's still two to four players with the expansion. Yeah. $30 isn't bad for an expansion. Especially uh, in a big game like this, I think. Half the cost of the base game. A third of the cost of the deluxe is what I was doing. So for oh, all a third right. of the cost. Right. Yeah, you're in for 130 apparently. And I'm like, I yeah. don't even know if I'm in for 60 Well, that will be done. <laughs> uh, and then another expansion, not for Crusaders this time, though. G.I. Joe deck building game, Shadow of the Serpent. I do like the name Shadow of the Serpent. Uh, I've not played G.I. Joe deck building game. Probably won't. But if you're in a G.I. Joe, build a deck about it. Seems great. Yeah, this is a new release as of this summer. And the G.I. Joe deck building game just came out last year. It's not it's not super highly ranked. It's at 3,873 today on BGG. Okay. Um, but for something that came out last year, I think, you know, if you're into the IP, I, I, I don't know that if you're not, you have any interest in this. I'm not. Same. So I'm in that not really interested category. But deck bag pool building and then that movie theme. It's one to four players. This is $30 for the expansion. Moving on to My Father's Work. And that is the title, not some other intro that my dad was making board games. Right. <laughs> you continue the work of a mad scientist over the course of three generations. It's $125. Uh, it's two to four players, 180 minute playtime so this is like it's a big game it's a big game and i feel like recently at a brick and mortar store saw this displayed out with like an advertisement for the kickstarter for it and 125 mm. is like the lowest level it got okay. substantially more expensive i think if okay. i'm thinking of the right game at all yeah i'm seeing so. some metal coins i'm seeing some figurines some metal gears maybe Possibly some silk printed wooden tokens. There's, oh, there was a box insert, like a game tray style, if not actually by them. And that box yeah. looks tall, like more cube-like than square. Yes, there seems to be quite a bit going on here. And it's a case where some of the other games have said it exactly, that they will have like deluxe editions at Gen Con. Maybe if you miss out on the Kickstarter, maybe they'll have some of the bigger extras available. Um, if they had, you know, sometimes they'll let you buy the extra pieces separate because they just have extras from having produced it. Right. Yeah. Uh, this one was uh, made by TC Petty the Third. I always like seeing a third. We don't see enough of those mm. anymore. I feel right. like. Well, you now know I what? can't confirm this, but Tom Petty, I don't know if he had a son and a grandson, but maybe. Could be. Maybe. Could be. Maybe it turns out he was actually a mad scientist. Now, it does say you're working over the course of three generations. So, you know, that's kind of oh. cute that he's the third. That's kind of You know cute. what? It's, Good pickup on that. It's feeling oh, more like great. a biographical. Like, what was your grandfather? Was he or was he not a mad scientist? You can tell us. TC. Right, because I think at the end, is it kind of like, did you murder somebody, T.C. Petty? Because you got to like... You're really steering us in a direction here on don't, this. Don't this worry a about it. really long, complicated It, it does say uh, events as one of the tags, worker placement as a tag, and then horror. So you might be right on with a little bit of a little bit of murder. Yeah, I would hope so, honestly. If I'm going to well, spend this okay. three hours well, and $125. If there's not, okay. No. We're, we're yeah. moving on to My Little Pony. No <laughs> <Okay>. murders. <laughs> it's Adventures in Equestria deck building game. Released this summer, 2022, one to four players. Now, it's $45, and I think that means they must be 
taking advantage of adult fans of My Little Pony because it's ages 14 plus. Yeah, that seems old, right, for this game? Yes, absolutely does. But there have historically been adult fans of this show. Mm, That's right. That's right. So it's a cooperative Um, deck bag and pool building card game. Oh, now if you take too long, clouds will build up over time and cause you to suffer setbacks. This could be a good game for us to play with Aaron. I think it's like a time based thing. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't think you might be buying this game, and now he's he's so bad at deck management. Like he's forever just drawing from his discard pile and then being like, "Oops," and add a time element onto it. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a mess. But it is co-op, so there's that. There's that. Um, Play cards from your hand to generate help, move info, and use those to purchase more powerful cards. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. I wonder if there's I wonder if there's any kind of story to it. Maybe not. Maybe not. Now, there is an expansion. I know if you get tired of playing it, you can then have some familiar faces in an expansion pack. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what it's called, familiar faces expansion. You bring new elements to the game. I don't know if those new elements are just different ponies. Because it does not not say more about it than that. No, you have to pay 30. And I think there's something about bringing out the expansion as the main game comes out. I don't know. I always just want the option like, no, nah, I'm buying both of these. Just give give them both to me in a box and then put a pony right. in that box and let me be on my way. 30 for the expansion seems high when exactly. the base game's only 45. So charge me $100, put another expansion in there and a pony and we'll when we'll call it we'll call it even. Right. I am seeing yeah. a trend now cuz I just looked at the next game and if it's not another IP deck building game. It sure is. So maybe they just have a system and they're skinning it. Over. I think so. Well, but this isn't co-op. Um, this is two to four players. It is still deck bag and pool building. Team-based. Oh, team-based game. And then uh, fighting is the other tag. So Power Rangers deck building game already existed, apparently. This is Omega Forever expansion. And this is this is for the Power Rangers deck building game. It's a $30 MSRP. And they also have expansions for Power Rangers Heroes of the Grid, um, which is the Merciless Minions Pack number one. So I think we can assume there's going to be another one of those. And then Time Force Ranger Pack. And those are 55 and $45. I wonder if these come with some kind of minis. Oh boy, do they ever. Yes, okay. Oh, it better come with a costume so that I can become the Red Ranger. Um, If you want to wear a couple dozen minis <laughs> as a costume, then Press. yes, it does come with that. Okay. So this original Heroes of the Grid game must be, oh, there's so many. Oh, there's a lot of figurines. There's a lot of minifigs. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it just, oh, it just is filling a table here that someone's uh, taking a picture of the whole army of them. So, yes, that's exactly what's going on. I haven't seen a uh, board yet. I've seen some cards. I've seen a lot of figures, but I don't know where all of this action oh man they have a lot of boxes okay it's a whole thing this is a whole thing that we just don't know about mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. well if you don't like power rangers or any of the other things but you're really into the transformers boy are you in luck yeah because the there's a transformers deck building game as well you may already know about it and this is the expansion infiltration protocol I think this is an expansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. I think so, yeah. One to five players. This is $30. It's deck bag and pool building. It's grid movement. 
It's a card game. I'm looking at the original Transformers deck building game. Yeah, well, that they sure are showing me pictures of decks. So spot on. Yep. Finally, yeah. the last one on this list. And in no surprise to anyone, it's going to be another IP. This one, though, I will say is the standout one so far, I think, of this list. It is Vampire the Masquerade Rivals, so, the Heart of Europe. I don't know anything about Vampire the IP. Vampire the Masquerade is a uh, like a pretty old role-playing game. Like, you know, back when mm. Dungeons & Dragons was you know, popular, they made a vampire one. So it's in, you know, that kind of world of role-playing game. Oh. Now there is obviously some sort of a deck-building game within that realm of vampire. Okay. Okay. I remember seeing this at the last Gen Con around, you know, Renegade Games booths and areas. And I just don't, like, I don't want to be or have any interest in vampires. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't, I didn't realize how big of a thing it is. It's a pretty big thing. It's a pretty big thing on that. Okay. So. Okay. So yeah, that we are at the end of the Renegade Games. And I, in general, I like the things that Renegade Games does. However, that has not been up to this point based on IPs they've worked with. So this list is looking a little different to me than what I maybe expected. A lot of these were um, IPs this time. That, that's fine. That's fine. Yep. Resonem yeah. has the fan, or not the Phantom Inc., just Phantom Inc. And it's four to eight players. And spirits race to get their medium teammates to guess a secret object. There's communication limits, there's seduction, it's a party game, it's a puzzle. It's only $28. Good. So if you divide that among eight people, I mean, it's a bargain. Right. No, it's fine. It's just a lot of like. It just feels like a lot of the same game. Guess this word yeah. with some yeah. vague limitation. And I know that's a lot of party games, and that's fine. I just, right. I don't know. And I, I, know. I think what I like about that is if you are trying to have get-togethers with a bunch of people, like there's only so much to talk about, and I don't want to know your political views probably. So uh, maybe fair, we yeah. do need another easy to introduce and to have one in every kind of theme to kind of fit whatever that group's vibe is. Like, I think that's kind of nice. If you like getting together with people a lot in big groups, but you, ultimately, I think that if you're connected on social media as well, like you've already told everybody what you did that week because... Right. And that's not something like we're not really on, like we don't really do social media uh, individually, but I've heard that as a complaint that people that do that like, then when you get together with people, usually in the past, you know, before times, you would have then told them all the things they already know from Facebook. Right. So like you need something to do because they've seen a photo journal of your every movement for the last month. Yeah. Um, And that thing that you're going to do is Phantom Inc., Right, and I like I like games as a conduit just for, you know, existing with other people. I think it's good. And it's fine. And, I, and I'm not really that against it. Yeah. I think I'm just against, yeah. like, people I get you, pulling though. out Phantom Inc. and being like, oh, there's this amazing game we have to play. And in my head, I'm like, it's the same as all these other games. Like, let's not right. act like it's not. Right. But you can't say that because then you're ruining the party, Adam. <laughs> Why did I invite you? <laughs> right, right. Why did you even come here? It has a very uh, Ouija board look to it yes down to like letters being on the sides of the box in like the frame you know again also if you're having like 
a theme night, then this is fun. You're doing a whole, maybe you're going to read tarot cards and do some Phantom Ink, then get out your Ouija board. Like, it could be a whole oh, thing. Oh, that's good. Yeah, go see the new Ghostbusters movie. Everybody yeah. come back to my place. We'll have spooky yeah. snacks and play Ghost Rider. Oh, spooky snacks. Right. Almost gets me on board with spooky things, but not right. quite. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's all from Resonem that's listed here. Moving on to Rio Grande Games, and they're bringing Dominion. They're bringing a couple other things, but they're mostly like, yep, people yep. like Dominion. We would like people to have Dominion. Yes, and they've. I think they've changed some of the art on it from what yeah. I'm seeing here. So if Gosh, you are tired of looking at lot. that same old Dominion box... Well, guess what? You can get all new boxes. Same game. I mean, you, you can get all new boxes that are the same game with the same logo. Right. Because they didn't want to update logo. that. I do hate the logo. It It is very 1998. Yeah. It's got a drop shadow on it, and I do hate it. And that's is that what the point of these update packs are? Well, is I was just like, about to ask, what is that? Oh then? gosh, I don't, I don't know either. Fifteen dollars for Hinterlands Update Pack, Prosperity Update Pack, also fifteen dollars, and Seaside Update Pack, same fifteen dollars. Well, they're also bringing Hinterlands for forty, Prosperity for forty-five, and Seaside for forty. So I don't know. I'm, I'm reading through this update pack. Uh, so, oh, so you get replacement cards. Oh, so it's like balancing, maybe. Yeah, they're like, take out these cards oh, gosh. and put you in these cards. you got to be deep in to it. Does that mean when I get Hinterlands, is it going to have the updated cards already? It's got no. to. Like, if I buy Hinterlands well, we'll new now. We'll find oh, out well, here. Let's see. If it doesn't, what is anything? There's also, yeah, some minor cards. Nope, it does not. Well, no. Well, yes, it says it it's the second them. edition. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it, okay, okay. It does contain those new cards, which will be released on their own as an update pack for those who own the first edition of this expansion. Yep. Okay. Well, that's good of them and also wildly frustrating, I think. But they have, you know, first deck builder, more power to them. They have so many expansions. And there was a time at which, before I discovered, you know, hundreds of other board games, I could have been the person that bought this much Dominion because I do like it. I, I like it ab Same. about this much. The app is great. They now have a new and stable app. They used to have a web one, maybe eight, seven, six, something like that years ago that was excellent. And then it got shut that down. that so, long ago? Oh. Uh, I, I think that we're getting older every day. I think that's what Passage I've been... Passage uh, of time. Uh, it's relentless. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, Dominion. Yes, the Dominion offerings. And the thing about the app is I think they do make you buy each of the expansions separately, which I think is ridiculous, but not unexpected. So Correct. just a heads up. I think okay. it's still going to be, I think it's still going to be my favorite way to play and own Dominion, but I think they make you buy each one of them for like, and not a ton of money, but more than digital assets maybe should be right moving on to race for the galaxy which also has a digital implementation as well this is an expansion called expansion and brinkmanship uh, you know it's been so devoid of brinkmanship this whole time so i'm glad we're finally <laughs> getting that on there gosh 2022 took them long enough yeah uh 40 msrp one to six players uh 30 to 60 minutes it combines the first arc expansions gathering storm 
Rebel versus Imperium and Brink of War. I feel like we should be playing Race for the Galaxy. Probably. And that's like Roll for the Galaxy, but not. It's cards, right? Instead I think, of rolling? Yeah, I think Race came before Roll. Okay. If I'm guessing. And I think that Race for the Galaxy has the same same basic thing going on that uh, Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition has, where like you get to select the type of action that's going to happen, and then we all do that action. So everyone selects what, which action they would like to happen out of a set of like five or so. And okay. then... If you pick the action, you get a little bonus, um, and then otherwise you do it. I guess it's also kind of Puerto Rico-ish, but in like just the in just barely the fact that you pick an action and you get to do something a little bit better um, because you picked it. Right. I think. Okay. Um. So yeah, I've been wanting to get this. The art in general never makes me excited, and that's part of why that hasn't happened yet. That's fair, because like on the cover of this one, there are three different scenes. I don't necessarily know what's happening in any one of those scenes, or who yeah, is doing and I, what. I would say that this box art is a little more exciting than the original Race for the Galaxy box art. It's just like a big space station in space, and you know that has nothing to do with the game. Like, right. In as far as how you're actually playing it, like I think it is just a bunch of cars, and they cards, and they've happened to put this theme on it. So it looks like from this expansion, there's like stories to be told here. And I don't know that that's really true. Like the art is almost too evocative. Like I could probably go for less evocative art, art that felt more true to what I'm ultimately doing, which is like points, cards, etc. Right. Right. I don't, I don't care about the justice going on in the galaxy. I just want to play some cards and race around. And I, And I, I think it kind of evokes Star Warsy things, and I don't know that it's really that exciting. No, I mean I can't. I've not played it enough, but I can't imagine it would. Yeah, yeah. And forty dollars. It looks like it's a lot of expansions that you're getting uh, in there, because otherwise forty dollars feels like a lot. Moving on to Space Station Phoenix. You dismantle a fleet of spaceships to help build this your own space station. Big. Yeah, it's $80. It's two to four players, one to two hour playtime. Um, there are in-game bonuses, income, science fiction, space exploration. Those are our main tags here. It's got to be big. Oh, yeah. I just looked at the pictures. It's, it's big. Yeah, they had to fold out the, the leafs on the table they sure to be did. able to fit it on there. Oh, and it's just yeah. cubes and cardboard. Galore. So many, yeah. It's a lot of There's pieces. Dice, which isn't bad, but a lot of symbols. Sprockets, gears. I think you're actually building a space station. I think this is not even a game. This yeah. is just a manual. Yeah, it looks a bit like that. It is it is a lot. I don't know how I really I think I do know how I feel about it. Uncertain. I feel uncertain about it. Sixty minutes? Come on. Yeah, it might, be a, it might be a thing where, since it says 60 to 120, and it's two to four players, I'm wondering if it's a half hour per player. Okay. I do like in-game bonuses, income. Yeah. Really, those two. The science fiction and space exploration, I mean, thematically, sure. Call it whatever. Right, I don't care about right, that as right. Much, but, but in-game bonuses with income, if you're that, that's a pretty fun concept if you're just kind of rolling into that and building upon itself. Right. I think that for me, a lot would depend on the rule book for this game. Mm. Because you can't look at it and just kind of 
know what's going on. It's not, it's certainly not that clear or intuitive. And I don't see uh, the rule book already listed here under file. Sometimes someone drops it somewhere else. But yeah, I would have to, I'd have to see the, given some of the, the things on the forum about the rules, like hub B3 and sector 207 interaction, they're not making, it sounds like a treaty. Like it sounds like a legal, <laughs> can a lawyer please just tell me, I've been looking everywhere about sector 207 and hub B3 and <laughs> right. I really need an answer by the end of the week. So right. that to me like edges towards tedious, but uh, who knows? So yeah, that's Space Station Phoenix. And the last one from Rio Grande Games, and therefore the last one for this episode is Transamerica. This is releasing, should have released last month, so releasing this year, two to six players, $35. Well, that seems low. Connect your five cities across America on a shared rail network. Is this for, like, children? It has a slightly younger, I mean, 13, but the community says 8 plus as the age on this one. Oh, and it looks like there was an older version from 2001. Because there's photos on here of, like, the board, the pieces, and it's lots of, like, people clearly teaching children how to play this game. Mm. And so maybe that's just skewing me on that. Now, the weight is only 1.35 out of 5. It re-implements a game called Iron Road, also from 2001, and it looks like that is... Well, I like that name. It's the original printing of the game that would become Transamerica, so it's not... We're not... They're not saying anything more about that one. There's not much there. Right. This did in... Oh, so a 2002 Spiel des Jahres nominee, this game was, which would mean... I saw something about Mensa as well, so people are studying this game <laughs> for its um, they they tend to run together, those two nominations sometimes. All right. You certainly can see, because it's an older game, you can see a lot more people playing it. You can see a lot more pictures of it, like, in progress, which is nice, which also means you could probably find the rule book on here. It seems that there's some kind of digital implementation of it that at least at one point existed. But, yeah, there is a tiny child playing it in one of these pictures. I think he beat me. Right. Like, yeah. He seems... Yeah. Something about expression seems very, I don't know. I really feel like he knows what's going on. That's intimidating. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It looks like people may even made their own maps or they have alternate maps as well. But yeah, you can see all kinds of people playing this game over the, well, did I say 2001? Over the decades. Oh, yeah. Decades. It is. With this one. Transamerica, actually, I guess you're getting an opportunity to pick up this classic game. Right. Iron Road 2. We're back and we're building trains. I, I, that's I, it. Yeah, that's a great way to end. That's, that's yep. the end. That's where we end with Transamerica. And so the next time we'll pick up with... Now, it seems like it should be in an accent of some sort, but I'm going to say Le Scorpion. Le Scorpion Masque. <laughs> yes, that's what we'll be picking up next time. Thank you so much for listening to episode 61. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at Variant Hex. We have a website and a blog at VariantHex.com. And you can email us at podcast at VariantHex.com. We noticed that if you Google our podcast, the first result is Board Game Geek. 
All of our episodes are playable from the Board Game Geek website, and we are working on filling in more details there. But let's be honest, there's no way that's happening before Gen Con. The next episode will be finishing up the Board Game Geek list, at least that's what we thought would be true. And actually, there's two more episodes after that one. You'll see. If you're listening to these in reverse, you have 60 more episodes headed your way, and the next eight are also this list. Again, we should have never done this. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today.